welcome everyone to the uh, water cooler session. Um, thank you for joining us today. The water coolers are predominantly on this day, which is the second Monday of the month at eight o'clock uh, Eastern time. However, next um, next month I'll be traveling. So it will be at a different um, time. It'll be the 17th of June, sorry, different day, 17th of June, the following Monday, uh, still at eight o'clock. And the topic for that day will be, um, are you knowingly allowing technology to kill your dental business? Today, we're talking about the dental morning huddle and um, relating that back to time is money. The reason for that is that um, the huddle forms a very short period of preparation time to make sure your day runs smoothly. Without having morning huddles, and I know up to 50% of dental practices don't have morning huddles, and those that do have morning huddles sometimes are doing them incorrectly. So when you get the dental morning huddle done correctly, it helps to make your day flow more efficiently and it helps to make sure that you do have a productive day. Have you ever wondered why some dentists seem to work uh, very, very hard all day long and have nothing to show for it, see multiple patients and other dentists see only a handful of patients, uh, but at the end of the day, they've had a very productive day, you know, good, uh, quality work done, um, done in the best possible conditions and paid for as well. So sometimes it's not about the volume of the patients, but it's about the organisation of the day. And um, let's talk about the huddle and its importance in that process. So what exactly is a dental huddle? Uh, a dental huddle is where everybody in your office who is working that day gets together for a short meeting about the events of the day, the patients of the day, and the procedures of the day, and how that day is likely to pan out. Uh, this meeting would normally take maybe 10 minutes uh, and is done with all staff members present. It's done around a computer, and it's usually done with one person leading and looking at uh, at the appointment scheduled for the day and other people then making uh, comments uh, about uh, each of those appointments and what's needed and what's expected and things like that. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote a, an article about this uh, many years ago and I'm just refreshing my mind. Um, and <laughs> I said that if you're not huddling, then all you need to do is go to your wallet, pull out uh, all of your Ben Franklins if you're in America and all your John Monashes if you're in Australia, hold them firmly in both hands and proceed to tear them up and throw them in the bin because you are actually wasting money by not structuring your day with a huddle at the start so that you can then plan the events of your day. Um, failing to huddle is a failure to plan. It's a failure to work efficiently. Um, and there are many advantages of a huddle and I can't see any disadvantage. You know, it only takes 10 minutes to plan out in, in our practice. It took 10 minutes to plan out a day with four operatories in 10 minutes and just to go through what was needed. 
um, sometimes even five minutes. Uh, but the amount of time that you can save during the day because you have this forward planning huddle meeting is um, is very powerful because it's you're saving time wasting by preparing, by knowing what you have to do and knowing where you've got to be at certain points in, in time, knowing who you're treating, what you're treating them for, what their backstory is, uh, very, very important. I've seen dental practices where the dentist finishes a patient and then he goes, all right, who's next? And then he's got to familiarise himself between patients as to who he's going to see next, what he's going to do for that person. He hasn't even had a look at a list of people to see whether um, he was, um, um, who he was seeing, what he was doing, what that person had involved. Um, excuse me one second. Um, sorry, I can't stop my phone ringing at, at this point in time. Um, so you've got to plan out your your day and, and the huddle is that important part of the day making sure that everybody's ready. Uh, I don't know, uh, those of you who are older will remember the um, TV series about the New York police station called Hill Street Blues. Um, Stephen Boschko, who then went on to do LA Law and, and, uh, and others, was a, a producer. Um, but the Hill Street Blues always began with the morning huddle in the police station. You know, the, 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 the chief going through, you know, who was doing what, what cases and, and which police were reporting on which matters to him. And, uh, and of course, at the end of the meeting, um, you know, he, he, he would say, you know, all right, let's go out there and please be careful out there. You know, again, the huddle is, is frames up the team as well as frames up the day. So what do you look for in, in a huddle? I guess, you know, the important thing is that... Um, the huddle needs to be thorough. The agenda for the huddle needs to be thorough. So we, we look at who's being seen on the day by the dentist and the hygienist. And we would begin with the hygienist going through their appointments first. Uh, why would we do that? Because hygiene is um, very, very important. So we don't want to make hygiene seem like it's a, an afterthought in the practice. These are, are the people coming in in hygiene. The majority of them are regular repeat patients. So we want to know who is going to be seen, uh, if they have any uh, incomplete dental work. Um, what we want to know is, uh, is there need to remind the patient about this incomplete dental work? We also want to know um, when they were last in to see us. Um, how long have they been a patient of the practice? It's, a, it's important that the hygienist knows this, that the front office people know this, uh, that the dental assistants know this. Um, what treatment have they had done in the past? Um, we also need to know any special comforts or styles that they like, uh, you know, their preferred um, comforts during treatment. We, of course, need to flag any medical conditions that uh, might need to be shared amongst people in the office. Um, we also need to have a look at any uh, specialists or referring doctors' letters as well uh, with these people. Um, again, we want to know who they are, not what we're doing for them. The, the important thing is knowing about 
that person as a person. Um, we look at any secret service that we can share about this patient. And when I talk about secret service, uh, secret service is um, information about the patient that can be uh, quietly or silently or secretly attained that can be then used back about that patient. So what is secret service? Usually we look at an acronym of F, O, R and D for topics about that patient. F stands for family. What do we know about their family? Their husband, their parents, their, um, their children. Um, what are their relationships with these people? Uh, and, and what might be going on? There might be weddings, there might be school graduations, there might be sporting events, um, there might be anniversaries, there might be holidays. Can, what can we discuss with them about family and themselves? Occupation is important. That's the O in Ford is occupation. What do they do for a living? What do they do? Um, how long have they worked there? Do they like what they do? Are they good at what they do? Are they renowned for what they do? important to relate to the person and of course you know the, usually it's the practice principal and the long-term employees who are able to give this information about these um, patients to the rest of the team. Uh, R in Ford is stands for recreation. What do they like doing in their spare time? They like going to the movies, they collect things, uh, they like traveling, they play certain sports, uh, they follow certain football teams, Again, what uh, can we uh, glean that we can create a conversation, ask them something? And lastly, D is their desires and their dreams. Uh, you know, what uh, do they aspire to for a job if they're young? Uh, what do they uh, dream uh, as being a holiday destination that they would like to go to? Uh, are they building a dream home? All these sort of things um, in terms of uh, subject matter that we can relate to the, our visitors, our guests, our patients, our customers, our clients as people rather than uh, MOD on the upper left six. Yeah, we don't want that to be the, yeah, we're doing an MOD, we're going to need a matrix band. Um, so that, what I just discussed then as things that we talk about for the um, hygiene patients, they're our regulars. In terms of uh, our dentist patients, they may be uh, newer patients, they may be people in treatment. So again, we wanna be looking at you know, the medical flags, we wanna be looking at their, their comforts, uh, what treatments are they having done, how long have they been coming, uh, when were they last in to see us, um, specialists uh, referring letters, um, any lab or equipment needed, has it arrived as well? Is it ready? Uh, what follow-on is required after this appointment as well uh, as the secret service? We, we, we need to know this so that we can make the, the, the visit of the, of the patient having restorative treatment or, or treatment by the dentists uh, just as special as the, the visits of the patients coming into hygiene. Because remember, if a patient has a comfortable visit, they will remember how nice the practice was. Whereas if they don't have a comfortable visit, what they're really going to struggle with 
is uh, why do I have to keep going back to that place when the people there are so difficult? Um, you don't want to be having to balance what you do with who you are and how you care for people. You want them to remember how nice uh, you made them feel. And, uh, you know, long after um, the appointment is over, in fact, people in general, they don't remember what you say, they don't remember what you do, but they do remember how, how you make them feel. And so getting to know your patients on a cellular level is so important as opposed to just looking at the appointment book and saying, well, um, Mrs. Smith's coming in today for two fillings top left. You know, that's, again, a bad huddle. I mentioned at the start that some officers don't even huddle and some officers I go in and they just have somebody reading the appointment book. Well, anybody can read the appointment book. They're just reading it in advance. You know, Mrs. Smith's having two fillings at the top left. Uh, and Mr. Jones is having a filling down the bottom uh, uh, right. You know, who cares? Any, you can read the appointment book. What we want to know is what's Mr. Jones's backstory? What's Mrs. Smith's backstory? What can we be doing to make their visit better for them today than it was last time? Um, we want to look at the whole day and how well it's structured as well. We don't want to have, see any um, clashes of, of time. The dentist who, uh, who has to be in three places at once, that's not going to work. Um, you know, the dentist needs to be able to put his time into his own patients, but when he needs to go and do hygiene, he has to do that at an appropriate time. So a call for the dentist to come into hygiene to do an exam is not a good time to be done when, for that to be done when the dentist has just put rubber dam on the patient. So, you know, you, you don't want to leave a patient with rubber dam alone with a dental assistant. You want the patient to at least have the ability to converse with the assistant about FORDs and stuff like that. Um, so that one, the time that the dentist is away uh, doesn't seem so long if they're being uh, occupied. And the second thing is that uh, if it's intelligent, we get the patient talking about themselves and patients love talking about themselves. So we wanna make sure that the day is structured well. Uh, I always used to like to think that I could have root canals in the first half hour of the hour because um, that was the time that the hygienist wasn't going to need me. Uh, so we've got to look at our template and make sure that our book is not just full, but it is well structured because a poorly structured book is a nightmare to try and follow. It's like trying to find your favourite pair of socks uh, when they've just been squashed into any old drawer in your wardrobe um, as opposed to being in the sock drawer, the special sock drawer, at the front of the special sock drawer where they're normally kept. Um, always important to, to look at the structure of, the, of, the, of the, the appointment book. So congratulate the team and admire uh, a well-structured appointment book. If that's uh, not been uh, achieved, then look for where we've got clashes and see how can we... Um, manage those clashes what can we do can we possibly move people before the clash occurs on the day if we can't um, 
how are we going to handle that situation and look at the scenarios that might, might occur as a result of that um, those situations. Uh, look at how we can manage this sort of thing next time. Um, also look at our opportunities with our scheduled patients uh, that may require even some same day appointments or some following uh, appointments more um, urgently than say a, a week. So we want to look at what times we have available for in our appointment book coming up and what might be possible in these people uh, to fill that. We might have an hour appointment available the next day for high production. Somebody comes in with a broken cusp, we can look at them and say, well, you know, Dr. Moffat's got a time tomorrow afternoon that I think he, he might be able to fit you in um, to fix this broken tooth before any more of it breaks. We want to we want to have people suggesting that time frame before the doctor comes in and says, oh, you need that broken tooth fix, you need a crown. Um, I think I've got a spot tomorrow. That looks more predatory as opposed to saying, oh, you've got a broken tooth there. We want to fix that before it breaks. Let me see if there's a time available and coming back. We wouldn't believe it. We've just had a change and we've, a time's come up tomorrow. So again, it's that wording. We want to also make sure that we've got um, um, looking in advance at who's coming in. Uh, who who might be suitable to fill those appointments. Also looking at any financial matters that might need attention with patients. Um, ultimately, the, the huddle is structured so that every team member knows and understands fully how the day's going to pan out, who's in, what needs to be done. And like I said, it, it really is a case of making sure that we understand um, what we're doing at every point of time during the day, as opposed to, all right, we'll finish that person. Who's next? What have I got to do for them? You know, that's, that's not what we want. We don't want that uh, stop-start. We want our day to flow beautifully from start to finish. We want that to be really, really important. Um, so, if you've got an efficiently working office that huddles well and produces well, this is what you've got. You've got happier patients. You know, they feel wanted and respected because we know in advance who's come in. We know about them. Uh, we've shared our secret service material with our team. And because of that, the patient feels like they're there for a chat. They're there for a social visit. Oh, and by the way, they're getting a little bit of dental work done. Um, Patients recognise when you're prepared for them and they also recognise when you're not prepared for them. And a team that doesn't huddle, they're not prepared. Oh, I didn't know you were coming in today. I thought you were coming in tomorrow. That is not the response that your best patients are going to want to hear. They don't want to hear that sort of response at all. They go, oh, Betty, look, you're so, we, we saw your name in the book and we've been so looking forward to you coming in today because you just happen to be uh, one of our favourite patients and seeing your name on the book has made us excited that we're going to be seeing you today. So really, really important that um, your patients feel that recognition, that respect. Um, they're paying big money. They're paying big money and they shouldn't just be treated like a number. Excuse me, itchy um, bridge there on my nose. Um, 
Your team is happier because you huddle, because they know in advance what's going on. You know, nothing like, all right, we've just, yeah. And I used to say this, even with the appointment book, looking at the day, I wanted as much information as possible in that appointment book so that I didn't actually have to go and click on each appointment to see what I was doing. I wanted to know, I want to be able to read and see, all right, I'm doing composite resin fillings, uh, one five MOD, one four MOD, one three distolingual. I wanted to see that up there so I knew. I didn't want to have to say, are oh, you doing CR fills or worse still, fills. And then I go to the chart and the chart shows me that they need their whole mouth filled, but what am I doing today? Oh, you know, it, that wastes time. Wastes time in setups, it wastes time in preparation. It's poor planning and poor execution. Poor execution. You know, when golfers go and play golf tournaments, they've been there practicing. They've looked at how far they hit certain shots. They look at the best place to be putting. They know where the holes are going to be positioned each day. And they know that to, to approach those holes, they need to be at this side on this day, that side on the other day. And, you know, we are, they're just people who've built balls around. You know, when, when Lewis Hamilton turns up to drive a Grand Prix, he knows that track. He knows where the bends are. He knows which side of the road to be on. He knows when to start accelerating and decelerating. And yet we run a business with sometimes multi-million dollar businesses without any care as to what we're doing, even though we have the roadmap. We know who's coming in. We should be able to greet those people. And we should be able to greet them and talk to them on their terms. So your team will be happier because they know what's going on in advance and they can prepare for that. Um, Huddling creates a smoother day. It's just less stress for the doctors and the team. And ultimately, again, as I said, because you know what you're doing, you know who's next, you know what you're doing for them, you know who's after that, you know who's coming in, you know which chairs you're going to put them in, it creates a more productive day. And, of course, that means a happier doctor. You know, doctor, nothing better for a doctor if he's worked hard and he sees that uh, he's done a lot of treatment and he has collected the money for that treatment in advance. So, like I said, morning huddles, they are really easy to do, but they're easy not to do. And um, the difference to a dental office in profitability and efficiency and harmony, it's staggering. So you must, you must huddle. You must do it. You must make the plans to start the morning huddle and you must just go out and do it. It's as simple as that because the difference by holding those meetings is to, um, to, to the efficiency of your day and the production of your day and the bank account at the end of the day, end of the week, end of the month is staggering. Um, Short, sharp and sweet today. Thank you very much for your attendance. Um, like to congratulate the winners of the giveaway on the last um, meeting, Lauren Henderson and Dr. Mark. Thank you very much. And also thank Lauren for the review uh, as well. I really appreciate that. Also thank our sponsors, uh, Equa Marketing, Leaders in Digital Marketing for Dentists. They're, they are big sponsors of the water cooler meeting and I couldn't do these meetings without their, the support of their, um, their organisation and their team. So really, really happy to have um, 
on board as major sponsors. Um, those of you who are with us now, if you can, happy to leave a review, I'd uh, be most happy to uh, have that. And those of you who are watching as well, uh, as follow-up, happy to receive your reviews. Any Q&As? Um, don't know whether we've got any for today, but I think um, if you've got any questions, um, send me an email, david at the upe.com. Happy to follow up on that. Like I said, the next meeting will be on the 17th of June at 8 p.m. Eastern. And the subject for that is, are you unknowingly allowing technology to kill your dental business? It's a staggering uh, subject. Uh, technology's invasion into dentistry. Sometimes some of the things that uh, technology brings to dentistry are good. A lot of the time they are but sometimes they're invented by people who have no idea what exactly is needed in, in the dental profession. And sometimes what is needed is the good old um, eye to eye, knee to knee, chat, how's your day been? What are the kids up to? How have you been going? That sort of stuff. And sometimes people invent technology that just goes all around that. Um, and again, creates production line dentistry uh, difficult to sustain a business model where you have minimal patient communication without um, and without that communication patient just really feels as though they're a number on a production line and when they're spitting out hundreds of dollars each time they come in that model is not sustainable it's not sustainable at all so again Thank you very much to those who have uh, been on the meeting. Thank you too to uh, those who are watching it on a replay. Um, I'll see you in um, June, 17th of June. And in the meantime, you know, keep on having a great day and keep on utilising the facilities that we're providing here at the uh, dental water cooler with the ultimate patient experience. I do have one question. You talking about Ford, oh. when you have a brand new patient to the practice, you know nothing about them. What are some good leading questions to start getting, gathering those little tidbits? Well, it's, it's an interesting, really great uh, question, Lala, because uh, there's, a, there's a couple of ways that, uh, that this can be done. Um, Firstly, when the patient arrives at the practice, I know some practices where the patient uh, meets, they have multiple stages along the, the appointment where they finally uh, have their teeth checked and inspected by the dentist at the end. And you know, they meet the front office people, they meet the hygienist, they meet other team members, and then the dentist comes and reviews the records taken along the way. Um, much like when you go to the ophthalmic surgeon, you meet the surgeon at the end um, after the orthoptist has done the measurements and uh, different people have put drops in your eyes uh, along the way. Uh, other times, dentists like to conduct it as a private interview. They're interviewing the patient. What are you expecting me to do to your teeth? And um, sometimes patients like this, well, I got to know the dentist, he sat down, had a chat, 
and uh, I feel comfortable that he's the, the guy going to be doing my teeth. But I was there at his practice for an hour and he charged me a fortune and I got nothing done. You know, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a model presented as a, a, a consultation. And so in, that, in both those scenarios, Lila, there are opportunities along the way to gather information about the patient, be it in terms of the dentist asking the questions in that long private interview or other team members asking questions along the way. But let me backtrack because, again, some practices actually um, integrate data collection about the patient and conversation with the patient when the patient is actually contacting the office to make the appointment. And that's an even better uh, way of getting familiarity with the patient and getting the patient excited and looking forward to their appointment in the first place. And, you know, as opposed to those practices that say, oh, that's Mr. Smith. Yeah, he rang up and he needs his teeth cleaned. And you say, well, uh, how long since he last had his teeth cleaned? Oh, he didn't say. Um, is there a special occasion why he's getting his teeth cleaned? He, uh, he didn't say. Um, he's booked an appointment in the middle of the day. Uh, does he not have a job? Does he work shift work? Is he on vacation? Oh, he didn't say. So there's information that could have been gathered just in the appointment making that would make Mr. Smith think, oh, these people are actually interested in me as a person, what I do, um, why I need a clean, why I haven't had a clean for a while, uh, why I'm coming in during the middle of the day, as opposed to, here's your time, turn up at 8.30 and, you know, come in 10 minutes early so I can ram a clipboard in your face. Um, so, again... If Mr. Smith just gets, here's your time, turn up at 8.30, there's a, a good chance that, one, he doesn't like the way that appointment was made. He might have, in, in the meantime, between making that appointment and the time of the appointment, gone elsewhere and not even show up. Whereas Mr. Smith, who, who feels like he gets off the phone, he says, geez, that, that lady was really nice. I feel like I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting to, to that practice so that I can get my dental treatment done. That's more the, the response. And, and, again, that we want from those new patients. and and that we get that response by taking time to gain familiarity about that patient. So it's not so much that we're making the appointment, but we're actually finding out some information about that patient, especially for a man or even a, uh, yeah, even a woman. There are times of the day when people can't come to the dentist and there are times when they do. Um, and so making an appointment for a new patient, I'm way off the topic of the huddle here, but making an appointment for the new patient, again, when you ask them on the phone, okay, so we've got you booked in, Mr. Smith, 8.30 on Tuesday for that checkup and clean, you know, meet, uh, meet the doctor. Now, Mr. Smith, um, while I've got you, is there anything that you think might come up that might, you know, prevent you from attending for that appointment? If we can ask him that question and he says, no, well, I can't think of anything at the moment, he's actually made another commitment to come. And, and as opposed to saying, you know, you better turn up. Yeah, this appointment's been reserved for you. It's just another way of him saying, oh, you know, if he thinks, oh, I want to get, oh, they asked me if anything. I, I could have told them then, oh, I better go. So, again, uh, it's, it's taking time at the right time. Um, when, when we're making appointments on the phone or even if somebody walks in to make an appointment, we need to have the manpower there. So again, if, if you only got one person on the, on the front desk and they're dealing with people coming in, dealing with people leaving and paying and making appointments, and then the phone rings and then it rings again, you know, they're not going to be able to give the time to those people making the appointment. And if we spend that, if, you know, if we've got two people, three people able to do that job, 
we think of how much, how little it costs in hourly rate for the, having the right manpower to be able to handle this situation. That Mr. Smith might be having a $5,000 case done or a $10,000 case on his teeth. And yet we would have been too miserly because we, you know, uh, when the phone rings and the receptionist's on the phone or she's dealing with a patient, the dental assistant picks up the phone and she's got no idea because nobody's even trained her. All, she, all we know is that she has a hand and she can use the hand to lift the receiver up to her ear and ask a, a question, but she hasn't been trained with the nuances of what's needed. And again, we say, oh, that marketing doesn't work because I've got no patients being booked in. Well, you haven't got the people, you haven't got the people with the skills and you haven't got the people with the skills to do it properly. You know, customer service isn't a natural trait that people have. Nobody was born as a customer service guru, these are, are manners that people are taught and manners and behaviours that people learn to make um, part of their repertoire as opposed to people who grunt or people who go, what? When, as opposed to people who say, beg your, I beg your pardon, I missed that. Uh, do you mind repeating that? Um, you know, it's, it's just how we're brought up. We learn these things. And, and like we were talking before, Lila, um, no, nobody's born with a golf club in their hand and holding a golf club and swinging a golf club is one of the most unnatural physical activities, yet people do it well and they do it for money. Anyone can do it. It's just time and learning. And um, I'm passionate about making sure that everybody, you know, it's the old Pygmalion, Dr. Doolittle, what's his name? Eliza Doolittle. Um, Professor Higgins, My Fair Lady. It's that whole thing that we can take somebody and put them in a different environment and teach them what to say so that they, they know what to say. Um, again, the huddle, exactly the same thing. You know, people say, oh, I don't know what to do in a huddle. Well, here's how a good huddle is. Watch a good huddle. Ask what a good huddle does and, um, and, and you can do it. <sighs> There, I'm, I'm passionate about service because anybody can do it. Okay, that's very good. Thank you. Okay, glad I answered your question. Sorry, that was the short answer. <laughs> Maybe there is a whole other episode in the long answer. Yeah, there could be. All right. Well, thanks, Lila. Thanks for that. And... Um, I'll see you on the next water cooler call. Okay, I will talk to you next month. Okay, thank you, Lila. Thanks, everybody.